you know, you got to be aggressive in this game, man. I mean, if you don't, it's going to eat you alive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the good and the bad of it. You know what I'm saying? Like Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle podcast. What's up with it? It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Alrighty, there we go. Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm back for another week with the one, the only, Vernon Wiggins. Uh, For those of you, you might know him a little bit better about by his stage name, Velo the Maestro, such a good name. The Maestro has has blessed us with his presence, but not only an amazing musician, artist, actor, but also director, uh, entrepreneur. Um, you've got a charity as well. So, man, it's it's really impressive to be able to speak to someone like you because, and this is the always the question that comes to my head when I get a chance to speak to someone who has so many accomplishments in so many fields is how the hell do you have the time? Because (laughs) for most people, one of the things that you're doing is all of the things that they're doing. Whereas for you, it's just uh, a part of it. And I never know how you manage it. I mean, you dropped an album this year, the vision Four, uh, with the single overdrive came out. You've got a movie coming out, problematic intentions. I, again, I'm just like, where do you find the time to do it all? I just don't understand. Oh, man. Hey, Aaron. Hey, look, first off, man, just thank you. I appreciate that introduction. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm um, glad to be here. Uh, man, look, I, I guess sometimes I, I wonder the same thing myself. <laughs> you know. Um, but really, I'm not going to even lie to you, man. It wasn't always like that in the beginning where, you know, I had so many different things going on at one time. You know, I I really got better over time and I was able to, you know, get better at time management. You know, I I probably would get up here and I would record my albums like way ahead of time so that I knew when I wanted to work on my movies. You know, I had enough time of that. The album was done. The soundtrack was done. When I get ready to start getting ready for the movie, getting actors together, getting the sets together, getting everything it's that, you know, it's kind of like I'm just working on that at that time. I kind of like multitask and sometimes things may clash. I might have to go back and forth because we have a charity event coming up or, you know, we have another movie coming up. So, you know, it's it's a little bit of both, but I try to stay ahead on everything so that when I do get to the movie or the charity event, it's kind of just that going on. So it's a lot of multitasking. <laughs> yeah, well, you must be pretty bloody good at it to be able to do it all because honestly, <laughs> listing it all was, was difficult. But, you know, because what's interesting to me is like, as I said, a lot of people just will choose music, right? They'll just go music and they'll be like, that's me 100%. And then mm-hmm. I'm interested to know the mindset of you being like, I want to add more or I want to continue building on top of it because I think it's a different mindset of someone who's 
hey, I'm all in on one thing versus, hey, I see opportunities in all these different fields and I'm going to give them all a go. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you know, well, usually, man, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I I, I kind of approach everything like, look, I'm going to try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't work, oh, well, I tried it, you know, but if it's something that I want to do, I'm just going to try it no matter what the outcome is, no matter what happens, whether I succeed at it or I fail, I'm still going to give it a shot, you know, so that's just the mindset I've always had when it came to trying different things. Do you think that holds people back from doing things is the fear of trying stuff or the fear of almost being bad at things? I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people may just be afraid to fail, you know, but be honest with you, I feel like failing isn't a bad thing because, you know, if you try something and you fail at it, you obviously you're going to learn something from that failure or that incident situation, whatever you want to call it. And honestly, you may be able to pass it on to the next person. They can probably use it. They probably going to succeed at it. You could pass it on to the next generation, you know, your children, your family. So, I mean, it's, you know, I, I honestly, I don't really look at a failure as being a failure because it's something you're going to get something out of it. That's how I feel about it. Well, I think that has served you well, because <laughs> I mean, if you, thanks, I, thanks. If you are able to say, I'm guaranteed to be successful, regardless of the outcome, then of course you wouldn't not give it a go because right. regardless, it's a positive outcome. I give it a go, I learn a lesson, or I give it a go and I learn a lesson and I'm successful at the same time. It's like win-win. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing to lose, literally. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, when it works out, man, that's the best of all worlds now. <laughs> Do you know what oh, I've yeah. been thinking about recently, though, is the fear of success. We talk about the right. fear of failure, but I reckon a lot of people are fearful of their dreams coming true. They're almost scared that they're going to f- get found out, that they're not what they've been saying they are. And it's easier from a position of a lack of success to say, hey, man, I deserve better and I am better. But then when you get all the things you want, all of a sudden your expectations go up. Everyone's like, yeah. hey, maestro, you're the maestro for a reason, man. Like you got to keep delivering at a high level. And then all of a sudden the pressure of all the things you've been saying become real. And I wonder how much that hurts people because I reckon that's a lot of the reason they don't do the things they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Man, look, I'm not even going to lie about this, but the entertainment business, the music business, all of that, man, it is a tough feel. I mean, you gotta, you gotta approach this like with a mentality, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to succeed at it. No matter what bumps in the road comes, I'm just going to deal with it. You know, whether it's good, it's bad, the ugly, whatever, you know, you got to be aggressive in this game, man. I mean, if you don't, it's going to eat you alive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the good and the bad of it. You know what I'm saying? Like on either side of the fence, whether you succeed or fail, you got to be willing to just approach it with a mentality like no matter what happens, I'm going to give it my all, you know? What do you mean by be aggressive? Like you have to like go out meet people, network with people. Like I feel like in that industry, in this industry, a closed mouth, not going to get fed. You have to like go out and ask for what you want, demand what you want, 
But of course, do it in, in a professional way. You know what I'm saying? You know, I wouldn't want nobody to go incriminate themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want them to get that idea. But I mean, you have to like go out, man. You got to network. You got to meet people. Hey, if you want to be on this show, hey, if you want to do this, you want to do that. You need to go talk to the people that can get you in, you know, because if you don't say anything or you don't open your mouth, nobody's going to do anything for you. You know, like you have to go in this thing aggressive, man. I'm not even lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Super agree with aggressive. you. I agree with you. I mean, the saying is, if you don't ask, you don't get. That's right. That's right. And I mean, and you can't get discouraged by being told no. I mean, look, you could get told no 99 times, but when you get that one yes, hey, it was all worth it trying, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, every artist is built off one yes because all it takes is one song. That's it. You just need one song to blow, and then that is the beginning of your success story. And yeah, that's what right. called, it can always be the next one. It can always be the next one. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And that's look, we got to approach it that way. You know, you got to give it your all. You put every you, you work hard late nights, early mornings. Man, you got to have that mentality all the time, 24 7 for sure. Yeah. How did you learn how to balance the professionalism with also going out? Because, I mean, there's no real school, so to speak, for like navigating the music industry or the film industry, especially for as long as you've been in it now. How did you learn how to balance being aggressive but also doing it in a professional way? I think some people have the aggression. They just don't know how to channel it to make it yeah. sound good coming out of their mouths. Right, right, right. Well, honestly, for me, it was a lot of knowing how to talk to people, being nice, you know, asking for what I wanted, you know what I'm saying? Not really demanding it, but asking it and, you know, always try to bring something to the table for them. Like, hey, you know, I do this or, you know, I'm good at this. I may be able to help you in this way. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if it's something that you want or something that you're trying to get, you know, you probably want to bring something to the table for them or even offer yourself up to say, hey, I can help you with this. I can help you with that. Hey, but don't forget, I also do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like offer something, you know what I'm saying? Be willing to help in some way. You know what I mean? And like, that's that's how it's been. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm sure people get used to being asked. I'm sure you're asked all the time for things. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. But, like, you know, what really interests me is when someone comes to me and, you know, they, they ask, you know, hey, man, how can I be a part of what you're doing? How can I be an actor in a movie that, you, you know, of yours or, you know, different things like that? Well, you know, and it's like the approach to me is important. The way they approach me, you know, and um, just their work ethic. You know, I look at all those things. You know, now I'm not like a hard up type person, but I look at a few things, you know, like, okay, what, what's your work ethic? What's your background? You know, um, what can you do? You know, these type of things. And I'm telling you now, if a person has, you know, comes with effort, that'll win me over right there their effort for sure. Agreed. I mean, 
you know, I have people hit me up these days. I'm fortunate that I have people hit me up regularly to be on the show and some people are a clear yeses and some people are clear noes. And you can tell the difference in, as you said, the way they come at you to ask you to be on the show, the way they just simply interact. Some people come with entitlement to be like, hey, I want to be on the show. And it's like, that's cool, man. But also that's not the way to do this. Like someone needed to teach you that you needed to actually come in with a little bit of self-respect, a little being humble. There is, there is something said about knowing where you're at and then asking someone for help. And as you said, if you give help before you take, then that is going to make the biggest difference. That is absolutely right. And I mean, you know, like I got into it. I didn't really know in the beginning how all of this stuff worked, but I felt like if I was nice and I showed effort, I felt like, okay, some people are going to start giving me some opportunities. You know what I'm saying? And it's just over time I picked up and I learned other things along the way, you know, about how to approach a situation better to get an opportunity, you know, how to be able to start doing this, you know, become an actor or, you know, a lot of different things. It just, you know, you learn as you go and, you know, you want to keep that with you. But like I said, man, Hey, effort, man, effort, effort, effort. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And people just can tell how much effort you put in. Like it just becomes obvious that like you're putting in the effort and, No, I I actually wanted to ask you because your movie's coming out. I saw the second trailer got dropped. How's it feeling? When's the final release date? I know it was touted for late 2023. It is late 2023. Yeah. But what are you, (laughs) what's the final release date? How are you feeling about it all? I know I'm sure you're more excited than almost anyone when you've been working on a project for so long. Like it must just be exciting, but. Where were you at with the final release? Yeah. So, you know, what ended up happening? So we were aiming for late 2023, but then, you know, started getting a little closer to late 2023. It was like, hmm, I think uh, maybe trying to release this thing at the top of 2024 doesn't sound bad at all because it'll give, we'll be right at the top. You know what I'm saying? Um, And, you know, it just would it just would we have like all of 2024 to just promote it, you know, continue with the marketing and just really dive into everything. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we you know, I kind of changed the date up because I wanted to go first, like first, second quarter of 2024. So it was at the top of the year instead. So. So it looks like something people have like a New Year's celebration to look forward to. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, we we wanted to put a few more finishing touches on the post-production side just to kind of add a few extra things in there for the fans and all the supporters and stuff like that. So, you know, man, I'm telling you, this thing is going to be something special, bro. It's going to be a special, special movie, man. How long have you been working on it? Oh, problematic intentions to tell you the truth, man. I was actually working on that thing before COVID, you know, with just with just the whole idea of it. You know, I'm saying just writing up the idea of it. And um, but I was going to actually film it 
probably 2021, something like that, 2020. But then when COVID hit, you know, that really pushed a lot of it back. So then I'm like, okay, man, <laughs> every time I get ready, something happens. So finally, 2022, you know, April 2022 is when we finally got started on the actual filming part of it. So honestly, man, that project is probably a project about five years in the making, to be honest with you. Wow. you There must be some, once it comes out, you must be relieved in a way. Like five years, oh, yeah. that is such a long time to be working on something. Yes, it is. It, it, it definitely is because, you know, Honestly, like when I got the opportunity to first do my like produce my own film, I really wanted to spend like a lot, a lot of time on it because when it came out, I wanted it to just be right. You know what I mean? And I, I was like, man, I just want to hit it. When it when it comes out, I want it to hit hard, you know, so that's why I just put a lot of time into it, because um, I actually done my own soundtrack, too. You know, so it just was a lot of stuff happening, man. You know, I worked on my own records for the soundtrack, for the movie. You know, I'm just working on the ideas, getting all the characters together, making sure this fit, that fits. So it was a lot that went into it. <laughs> what was the hardest part, do you think, of making the movie? You know, I think because as an outsider, I look at films and I'm like, and I go to a movie theater or I watch a movie at home and I'm kind of like, oh, that was really good. And then I walk away and I'm like, that's it. That's all I think. Or I watch a movie and I'm like, oh, that sucked. But I have no conception or no true understanding of what actually goes into it. I mean, I have vague understandings like everyone, but I don't see behind the scenes. And I'm always interested in people like you and your takes on the most challenging parts of actually making a movie in its totality. Um... To be honest, I would say from my opinion, the hardest part is actually getting started. Like you can you have the idea, but to actually start writing about the idea. You know what I'm saying? Like writing the idea, because I was, you know, the same like a lot of people. I thought about it, but I never started writing the idea down and and you know, actually getting it going. So one day I said, you know what? I got this idea. Screw this. I'm just going to start writing it down and I'm just going to write, 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 write. I'm going to keep writing until I'm comfortable with what I with what I have on the paper. So the hardest part was actually starting to write about the idea for problematic intentions. That was the hardest part, you know, because. Once you start writing about it and, and and you see it on paper with your own eyes, you know, you begin to visualize the idea coming to life at that point. Once you start visualizing it, you're like, OK, we can move to the next step. You know, let's start getting let's start getting actors together. Let's start getting film crew together. So the hardest part is writing it down. I'm not even going to lie, like putting your idea on paper. You Did know, you. Was it different once you started writing it down than you originally had thought? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when you start writing it down from, from what you wrote down, you begin to start developing characters from that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh yeah, this is a character. This is a character. That is a character. You know what I'm saying? When you don't have it on paper, it's just in your head. 
it doesn't really flow like that. It doesn't really flow like that. That's actually something that I find so extraordinarily creative is the ability to create a character, like to create a person and not only just create like a, you know, super villain or superhero character that's 2D and isn't really a person, but to have someone like off the top, like it just comes into your mind of like, hey, I want this character and this is their personality. These are their flaws. This is what they're grappling with. These are their parents. This is what they like. This is what they don't like. This is how they walk. This is how they dress. And you're like, just the creativity and just the ability to come up with that. I'm like, that alone is so underrated, let alone coming up with the dialogue of how they'll speak. I'm like, I mean, I don't know really how it gets done, but it gets done and movies keep getting made. But it's like- that is so underrated to me of like coming up with a character. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, and I'm telling you the God honest truth, man. If most of those people never wrote it down on paper or something, the character would have never even came to life. I'm not even joking, man. You know, it's characters develop when you put it on paper. That's when you start seeing the characters right there. You know, you start developing. Okay. This is what they're going to look like. This is what they're going to do. This is what they're going to wear. It all comes from that, man. When you put it on that paper, full speed ahead from there. Yeah, it's like you see finally what you've been thinking about, and you're like, oh, that's not as good as I thought it was. (laughs) I have many moments like that where I'm just like, I have this idea, and then once I start expressing it, I'm like, "Uh, maybe not. It It felt really good in my head. It didn't feel as good coming out. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Absolutely. And hell, once you start writing it, you might even start drawing them too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think I'm a little bit far away from starting to draw them because my drawing is notoriously bad. Uh, There is, Uh, unless it's abstract, maybe I can do some abstract drawing, but definitely uh, no real life creation from my drawing. (laughs) I got you. It's all good. We'll we'll, we'll get together on that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I've always said if anyone wants me in any animation, I feel like I've got a good uh, voice. So uh, if anyone wants me to do voiceovers, more than happy to add the Australian touch uh, to to animated movies. That would be the thing, I think, more than anything else. I, I see you doing that, man. I definitely see it. I absolutely see that for sure. Well, if you ever become desperate enough, feel free to reach out to me because uh, <laughs> I'm more than happy to do that. But Something that I did want to ask you about is you you had your first song get over a million streams on YouTube. Yes. There's always the first one, as we spoke about earlier. Yes. What did that do for you? Like, when that happens, Ooh. that's a, a momentous occasion. What did that do for you? Man, I'm not even joking to you. That was a feeling. I mean, man, like, the first time, that feeling was a great feeling, man. I'm not even going to joke about that. Like, you know, like growing up and really just, you know, it being a pipe dreams, like, you know, and really seeing it come to life, like, man, one of my songs really reached a million views. What in the world is is a great feeling, man, knowing that a million people actually watched my video that many times. It was a great feeling, man. It was like a dream come true, to be honest with you. 
what did you, what what happened after that? What was the immediate aftermath of reaching that mark? Man, it's it's like well, definitely followers started going up for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, just man, it, it just it, like people just was like these. I just started seeing a lot of mentions and tagging me and stuff. You know, is like a lot of people started interacting with me more. You know, it was just amazing. I mean, it was a great feeling, man. I can imagine it was addicting. Like, yes, absolutely. I, man, I, I was like, uh oh, man, here's the point where I decide, you know, am I going to stay humble or am I going to get big headed? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm the type of guy, man, I'm, I'm never going to change. I'm always be humble, you know what I'm saying? No matter what. But, yeah, bro, it was a great feeling, bro. Like that right there really uh it catapulted my career, to be honest, which it really catapulted it for sure. I've always wondered what I would be like famous. Like and I'm talking <laughs> like very famous, not like yes. you know, I can still but I like I imagine being like Lady Gaga famous or like one of those people right. famous. And honestly, I think it would drive me crazy. I would become the biggest <laughs> an- egomaniac ever like i would just want everything like because the world isn't real at that point like it's just not real like the problems that you have no human has like they're not problems like it's just so weird to me so it makes sense that they're so separated from what the world really is because i haven't been living in it for the longest period of time like if you're drake what is your life like there's you can't go anywhere without being mobbed. People just follow you everywhere. Like it's always yeah. this weird prison that they live in of the yeah. the fame prison. Well, you know they always gonna be a picture gonna be taken of them or videos or somebody always gonna have a phone out and oh man yeah it it gets kind of crazy, bro. I already know because <laughs> you've met uh, quite a few like really famous people. What is oh, it yeah. like meeting them and when you have a conversation with them, what's the impression that you get? Well, honestly, in the beginning, I thought it was it would have been a, an impression like, oh, yeah, this is just my day to day. You know what I'm saying? Kind of a they used to everything like, oh, another person, blah, blah. But it totally wasn't even like that. Like. You know, they they really are nice. Like, they really are nice. Um, And I try to be nice back to them. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, that takes everybody a long way. But, man, it's always so much advice to give, so much information to give. You know, um, I, have, I can't say I've caught anybody famous, like, just having a bad day and just being rude, like, no, it's not really like that. You know, it's it's they they nice people, man, to me, for sure. Well, honestly, man, I think it comes with the energy that you give out as well. Right. Like I agree. I agree with you 100%, man. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, now I ain't gonna lie. Kevin Hart was funny, though. Oh, man, that's a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's a funny guy right there, bro, for sure. So did you see why... He is who he is when you met him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Natural, talented, funny guy. <laughs> it's like, how could you not laugh at this guy all with him? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely, do. Absolutely, bro. It did not happen by accident for him, for sure. Because I saw the photo of you two, and I was like, he is not tall at all. He is <laughs> oh, very man. short. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, did you ever see that picture? I think it was of him and Shaq or him and um Yao Ming or somebody. I'm like, look how short this guy is compared to a seven foot <laughs> basketball player. Oh, bro, he was a CEO. Yeah, he's a very short guy, man. What I loved is the photo of Kevin Hart and The Rock, and then The Rock taking a photo with Shaq, and you're like, <laughs> the Shaq Shaq looks tiny. I mean, The Rock looks tiny next to Shaq, and so you're yeah, just like the comparison between them is amazing. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I know exactly which photos you're talking about. I saw those photos. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I yeah, genuinely totally. don't know how Shaq lives. Like, because he's I not know. only tall, but he's big. He's a yeah. big, strong guy. Like, I don't know yeah. how he fits in cars. I don't know how he goes in, like, Anywhere, like I just don't know how he would fit in places. I mean, clothes shopping would be, and I don't know how he does it. Man, I I couldn't agree with you more, man. Look, I had the pleasure of, of meeting Shaq. Oh, jeez, man, this probably was maybe ten years ago, nine, ten years ago, or something like that. And he was in a small car. I'm like, what are you doing in a freaking <laughs> small convertible, man? This big guy. I was I was confused, man. Well, I'm like, I want to say I think he had the top off, though. You know what I'm saying? So he could have moved his head around like he wanted to. <laughs> but, bro, that was a small call, man, for Shaq. You know what I'm saying? I guess it worked for him. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> He's like a giraffe. He needs the top off so he can look over the... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, he gotta have that top off. The only problem is if it starts raining or something, I'm worried for him right there. Yeah, that's where <laughs> you have to hold the umbrella for him as he drives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, even the, yeah, you're right. Yeah. In the car too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because <laughs> even in that's his funny. prime, he was massive. Like, yeah, he, he sure was, was the biggest basketball player almost ever seen in terms of his size, his athleticism, like he, he just revolutionized basketball in terms of what was possible. But he was, I think the there were estimates he was close to 300 pounds at his best at seven foot and he's playing yeah. in the NBA and everyone was like, who is this monster? Like, who is this? How did this happen? I didn't even know humans were capable of being that size. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, he's a big dude, and he was so, so dominant, man. Oh, man, that was a dominant basketball player right there. Woo! I'm like, man, I'm glad I, I didn't play against him. I wouldn't have wanted to be on the other team. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like... with him, not against him. <laughs> yeah, I would have been like, uh, Shaq, the ring is over there. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Have you seen the evolution through music over your time? The the way it's yeah. been changing? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh man. I whoo, talk about man. I mean, just the way artists rap now, their delivery, you know, I mean, look, back in the day, I remember I used to always like, oh man, they got a new bone thugs or Tupac cassette tape coming out, man. And then Years later, I was jumping on the CDs, and it's like now it's no CDs, everything digital. It's like, man, the music industry has changed tremendously. I mean, good God, bro. Whew, it's changed big time for sure. What's your perception of it changing so drastically? Well, 
it, it changed fast. It definitely changed pretty fast. I think that you have to be able to keep up with it because if you don't, I feel like you're going to get left behind. You have to keep up with it. Like, I mean, just the, the presentation of when you're putting music out, you know, you have to sound a certain way now. You know, I mean, a lot of mumble rappers, you know what I'm saying? Not really a lot of rappers these days that, you know, are using bars, bars, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, you got to keep up with this thing, bro. This thing has changed big time for sure. Well, I think it's also changed the way musicians make money. Like yes. before you can make a living off CDs and, and oh, mixtapes. Yeah. You yes. can't do that anymore. Nope, nope. You can't, you know, the crazy thing about that is like, let's say, okay, a person puts out a song, right? A single. Now, it puts it out on music platforms, but if the freaking song gets leaked and sends to one person MP3 in an email and everybody starts leaking that song, then his sales are going to suffer. They may not even freaking go to the to the music sites to listen. Oh, I got it in MP3 in my phone. I don't need to go buy it. <laughs> it's like it can happen like that, you know. So, man, you got to be careful in this in this music age right here, bro, for sure. Well, even if you do it properly, I mean, streams don't make you much money. Like Snoop Dogg came out the other day and said, "I had a billion streams in 2023. I made forty five thousand dollars." Off a billion streams. And yeah. Like 45 grand off a billion streams. We were just talking about how cool it is to get a million. A yes. billion streams and he gets 45,000. I mean, oh, you can work a normal job yeah. without the stresses of all of that and earn way more money. Like 45 yeah. is nothing. Yeah, that's nothing, bro. Hey, now you see why a lot of us do multiple things, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's sad to me though because yeah, it really it, is. It takes away from the art. Like, you know, yep. back in the day, I remember people talking about like, "Hey, you don't have to even sell that many, but if you are an artist with a decent following and you sold two hundred thousand copies of your CD, you're making good money at twenty bucks a pop." You're making great money. That's half a million. I mean, obviously, there's expenses yeah. and all that. But if you're releasing a couple of albums a year, like you're clearing really good money off a following that is decent. You don't need millions of followers. You just need a couple of hundred thousand who are spending yeah. 20 bucks. And then you're making a really good living. And you don't even have the fame. You don't have the same pressures. You just do your thing. And yeah. now the biggest artist in the one of the biggest artists in the world is saying, Hey, I am so successful. People will would literally do anything to become me. And then through the way we're doing it, we're not making money. And now I know why he's on the menu log ads. And now I know why <laughs> he's doing all those ads because yep. that's where the money is not yes. in the music. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, man. You got to be innovative. You got to be innovative and you have to be able to keep up to where the culture is at. That's the only way you're going to continue. Cause like I said, man, if you fall like, you know, in the back, fall at the waistline, you don't keep up with the way it's working. It's not going to work out. You know, you have to be able to adapt with the change. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what I would do. That's the scary thing of like, other than starting to do other industries and starting to Mm -hmm. really build out. And I think a lot of artists are just starting companies of like, hey, I'm going to make my name a lifestyle brand in a way. I've got the music, I've got the clothes, I've got the, the label, and they're just starting to build it out like that. But it has really transformed that music is not really the same value as it used to hold. I agree with you 100% on that, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes, that's I right. Think, I think a better question, though, is how do we re- regain or retain value in music? I mean, I just, well, for one, I think I think adapting with the change is one way, but I also think that you almost have to be smarter than everybody else. Like, you have to create ways and find ways to be able to get your product out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think instead of being like everybody else and playing checkers, I think you need to play chess. You know what I'm saying? Like be innovative with it, man. Find ways. Like, I mean, I would say put your product on as many things as you can make QR codes, put those things on everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, You got to be the first to do something, bro. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you just have to be innovative and you have to find ways to do it to where it gets out as much as possible. That's what I would say. Yeah. I mean, I'd be tempted to do the opposite in a way is have it out there and then go, hey, I'm pulling it. I'm, oh, and they're like, no, no, no. Yeah, and I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm pulling it in a week. And I'm telling you all, I'm going to pull it. I'm pulling my mm-hmm. catalog, and if you want my catalog, and I just say it, I'm not getting paid. You guys love my music. This is not against you, but this is because the music industry is not being supported enough, and what I need and what I want to be able to continue to make the music you love is I need support, so it'll still be on my website, but instead of getting 0.004 cents per stream, you can mm-hmm. buy it and you can own it for 20 bucks. The whole album, even the catalog of for, for an right. X amount of dollars. You own it, you got it, you listen to it whenever you want. I'll never take it away from you. But I'm well, you'll pulling have it. Go to, you'll have Correct. them go to your website, though. Yeah. Okay, got you, got you, got you. That's not a bad idea, man. That's not a bad idea at all. I mean, see, you, 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 you have them coming to you, you know what I'm saying? And it's like if that's the only place they can get it, that's a great idea right there. Well, that's I a great think, idea. I mean, too. I mean, I think it it works when you have leverage and it works when you have a fan base. It doesn't work at the beginning because, as you said, at the beginning you need eyes. So the this is an attention game at the moment, which is like I need views, right. I need eyes, I need people wanting to listen to my music. But once you're there and you've got an established fan base that want to listen to you and want to support you and you won't get all of them. So you might have, you know, 500,000 people or whatever, maybe half will leave and not listen, but half will stay. And of that half that stay, maybe another hundred thousand. Like you just start doing the maths of like, I'm you're still probably going to end up ahead and you're going to start creating of a controllable income stream, a controllable distribution stream, no risk in terms of, leaks 
and you just start doing your own thing. Yes. And then yes. you have the the wave of artists taking back control. I mean, artists don't have control anymore. Yep. That's why they're not getting paid. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'm with it. Hey, man, I think you're on to something right there. <laughs> well, hey, I just want good music to be out. I really don't yeah. give a shit about the rest. Is like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, we all benefit from good music. We benefit yes. from artists retaining creative license. And once you become a cog in the machine, you actually lose your ability to call shots. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. But see, and again, what you just said, that's being innovative, that's being different. You're playing chess while everybody's playing checkers right there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Kanye tried it with his, like, you know, his album. I think Donda 2 came out on, like, his own speaker system or whatever. Like, he's trying his own thing. Like, I think that's just going to be the the wave. I mean, we've got to find the new collectible. That's the thing. I wonder, because you got the vinyl CDs. Yeah. Then what's the what's the 21st century 2020 plus collectible? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think that's, hey, you got something going right there now. <laughs> now I have to do the hard part, which is make music so I can see if this works. oh yeah man you got that man you you got supporters you got people that'll help you out with that so you know we we all got you back bro i appreciate it i appreciate it i mean no problem uh because you know heading into uh, obviously the end of 2023 you've accomplished a lot this year you've had a lot of work being done how do you plan for your following year in terms of building on it, in terms of figuring out, hey, these are my priorities when I head into it, and these are the goals that I want to be able to achieve. Right, right. Well, you know, I usually I usually just go back and I highlight like a lot of my strong areas, you know, from from the previous year or things that I know that I started in the previous year that I know already that's gonna spill over into the next year. So I try to I try to put those at the top of my list so that I can work from that point on. You know what I'm saying? Like problematic intentions, I already know, you know, we did a lot with that in 2023. And I know that that's going to be something that's going to spill over in 2024. So I know that I'm going to build off that. I'm going to do everything off that for sure. You know what I'm saying? And I just kind of let everything else fall in place. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, and if it's something, other things that I started doing in the previous year, I try to continue to do it in the following year, you know what I'm saying? Until it, Hey, it says otherwise, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Do you know, the more I talk to you, the more I realize how organized you are and how pragmatic you are in terms of just the way that you're setting out the things that you're doing. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. Oh, man, organization, that's a strong suit of mine. I got to be organized, bro. If it's not organized, I'm telling you, man, you're going to have, ooh, it ain't going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a hurricane for sure. (laughs) Oh, man, things all over. (laughs) I tell you what, it is a breath of fresh air. I deal with many, many artists, as do you, and organization and timing is not 
generally a strength of many <laughs> of many artists. They're fantastic creators, yeah. but doing the admin <laughs> side of like, hey, let's set this up, let's get timing right, is the yes. hardest part. Oh man! Oh yeah! I, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Well, you know, I I always feel like if, if like if whatever it is that we're doing or we're setting out to do, I feel like we we need to educate ourselves on that. We got to prepare for it, and when we're actually doing it, we have to make sure that we follow in that plan that we that we put in place. You know, that's the only way you're going to be able to continue to do something. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know the answer to something, ask questions. You know what I'm saying? Like preparation and organization and all that stuff, man, it goes hand in hand, bro. That's yeah. the only way we can be able to navigate through this stuff, you know? <laughs> and being on time. That is the oh, oh. big time. Yes. Oh yeah. Woo! You know how many people missed opportunities just for being late to something? And then the next person got it because they wasn't there on time or they probably didn't show up at all. Or oh man, we could go on and on about that one. <laughs> yeah, that is a thorn in my side when people are late. Like, I, it is just something, I don't know what it is. I've always been like that, even as a kid. But, like, being on time has always been a thing. It's just, it's. I think it is the ultimate sign of respect of, like, yes. you make a plan with someone and you come and you're on time. And if you're not, and it's impossible to be on time every time, but if you're yeah. running late to communicate that you're running late and communicate effectively about like, Hey, I'm sorry, yeah. this is what's happening. I'm trying to do this. I will probably be there in X amount of time. Yes. That's yes. what I find totally. is missing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Hey, and I'm telling you one thing, like if, an individual is constantly being late over and over and over again. I'm telling you, man, they're going to see a lot of opportunities slip through their fingers. A lot of them. Like, it's, being on time is real, real important. It's real important. Well, I can only imagine what it was like when you're filming and you're like, all right, we have a certain amount of time to get a certain amount of light in this time of day. And if you're late, you cost me a day of shooting a day yep. of setting up, a day of all the other costs. So you're just costing me money now. And I'm just yes. like, if it was me, I'd be like, fuck that. I want to <laughs> be on time. I don't want to be the guy that's like, hey, why did this movie get budgeted X amount of money and it cost twice as yep. much? That's because Aaron was late every day because we yeah. had to shoot multiple days. All these scenes took four days yep. instead of two days. Yep. Yep, and you don't want to be that guy that, oh, it's because of this person. <laughs> you don't want to, man, that goes on the resume that, oh, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be that person. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Well, so thank you for making my life easy because, like, you were so responsive in, in coming You're welcome. through. Um, You're welcome, bro. You're welcome. Yeah. I strive to be a professionalism at everything that I do, man, so... I'll always give you that every single time for sure. Can I ask you your positive outlook and your, you know, attitude? Like I, when I'm talking to you, I get a sense of like warmth and like happy go lucky. And like, has that always been in you as a kid or is this something that's been developing over time? Um, yeah, it's always, I always been that way. I always been that way. 
you know, um, with everything that I approached, I always approached everything, uh, you know, with a good spirit, a good heart. You know, it's just that when I got older, though, and, you know, I actually became a businessman, I had to kind of channel it somewhat because sometimes when you have to talk to people about situations and, you know, you, you have to let them know why this can't be done this way or we have to do this differently or why did you do this? You know, you have to kind of channel it a bit. But um, I'm I'm always like that. Always been that way every time. Yeah. No, it comes across as very authentic. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank I find you. it Thank I find you. it hard to believe that anyone would not get along with you. <laughs> hey, man, a lot of people tell me that, man. Oh, a lot of people tell me that for sure. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I really do, man. And, um, you know, just to let you know, too, man, I'm graduating this weekend here. I'm getting my doctorate in humanitarianism. I'm just being recognized for all that I've done for my community. And I'm receiving the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award this weekend here. So coming wow. up. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank that is, you. That is a huge achievement because I, I did read because you've got two bachelors and then you've got this will be your doctorate. So this will make it. So I have I have one bachelor's in business. I have a master's in business, and uh, this will be my doctorate right here in in uh, humanitarianism. So I'll have a total of three, and uh, I think that's it. I don't no more school. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, that is impressive. I got two bachelors, and I'm like, mm, that's enough. Like that is. Well, congratulations to you as well. Thank you. I mean, to be, I. They were great when I did them, but I was done. When I finished, I was like, I'm done. Unless yeah. someone's paying me to get more educated, I think I got <laughs> enough. <laughs> hey, man, I feel you. I feel you, man. And I mean, you know, we, we, we put in the effort, man. We put in the work. We go through a lot to earn these degrees, you know? So, yeah, man, I, I feel where you're coming from too, 100%. Can you tell me a little bit about your charity work that you're being recognized for? Yeah, well, uh, man, I, look, I, I do. So I grew up in um, the town of Washington, Louisiana. We have a population of about 900 people in that town. So, you know, I grew up there. And when I got older, you know, I wanted to start giving back to my community. So what we've been doing for like the past, the last three years, we do uh, a, um, a citywide toy giveaway where we give like all the children toys in the city. And uh, we even started adding on some extra things for the adults. Now uh, I've, I've hosted community basketball games where all the proceeds will go to the school in Washington. Um, I've done um, dinners for people, you know, that some people, maybe if they couldn't get that meal on Thanksgiving or something, or just a meal in general, you know, I would just cook and, and make meals and, and feed people, you know, and um, I dedicated a lot of the basketball games to a dear friend of mine um, that lost his life tragically uh, years ago. You know, just a lot of stuff, community work, man. I'm, I mean, I go to the schools, meet with the children, donate to the schools, give school supplies, all that stuff, bro. All that. Well, that is amazing. I mean, it takes... uh a lot of effort and a lot of um, dedication to be able to do something like that. And I know 
every time I talk to people who who give a lot to their community, they're like, hey, man, it's nothing because it's worth every ounce that I give. But it is also important to me to be extremely grateful for people like yourself because honestly, I know know that your community – really appreciates it i mean i'm not even in it and i know they they appreciate <laughs> it and and um yeah i think Absolutely. it's important to recognize and i'm glad that you're being recognized by your community as well for oh, the amount man. that you're giving oh thank you thank you very much man i really really appreciate that and you know the uh, the great part about it you know i have a great staff i have um great people that i work with you know i have a team for pretty much everything that I do with the the Maestro Foundation, you know, MG Films, my film company, I mean, the music, I have a great group of people that's with me. So I couldn't ask for a better, you know, group of people to be with. So if people wanted to get involved and help the community as well, how would they go about do that doing that? Man, be honest, they could uh she they could go, they could send um they could reach me on my social media. You know, they could send me an email um you know, they could just reach out, man. You know, I'm all over the place, man. <laughs> if they want to help, just reach out to me. Social media, uh, they could send emails as well. It, it's all on my social media, all the information. Well, it's as simple as that. Get people, uh, if you want to help, reach out. And as we said at the beginning, you got to give to get. It's the classic, hey, so if you want to if you want to work with, with the maestro himself, I don't know, look, this would be how I would do it. I would be like, hey, if I help the community and I get in there and I show that I'm willing to to support, I mean, there's nothing better than that. So, um, yeah, man, Absolutely. I'm I'm excited for you. Congratulations! I'm sure they'll. I'm hoping there'll be photos on your on your socials. Uh, you getting oh, yeah. your doctorate? It it reminds me of a sci high the prince line where he's like, um, oh. Uh, I'm going to fuck it up completely. This is what happens when I try to quote people's lines, but um, I'm working on my doctorate because I already mastered it. Ah, I like that. There you go. That is literally you. That is literally you, my friend. Um, But I only have one more question for you uh, before we wrap this up. It's the only question that I plan on the show. It's probably the toughest question that I'm going to ask you. But if you had to recommend one album, that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of can be any genre of music, but cannot be your own music. What would it be? Ooh, man. One of my (laughs) favorites. I I know it was an album. I was just coming out of high school and man, this album was on fire, bro. 50 cent, get rich or die trying, bro. Oh my goodness. That one blew me away right there. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that was oh man, that album had man, it had us all in a frenzy. It was the new wave, 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying, bro. That's one of my all-time favorites right there. Well, it was the first album to get me into hip hop. So one of my get favorites. Rich or die too. Yeah, get rich or die trying. Oh, I was like I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, that's a classic right there. Heck yeah. Yeah. I used to fall about. asleep to that album. I think I was like it came out 2003. I was like nine years old, and my parents were like, What the fuck are you listening to? <laughs> right. Oh, so we're on the same page with that album, right? Oh, now, for yeah. Sure, for sure. I've been following 50s career as long as I can remember. Like, oh, just- yeah, bro. He's, 
he's the man. 50 is the man, bro, for sure. 100%. <laughs> and you are the man as well. Uh, the one and only oh, Vernon Wiggins, uh, Velo the Maestro. Please make sure you check him out. Show him some love. As we said, the Vision 4 album came out uh, with the single Overdrive. You've got the mu- the movie Problematic Intentions coming out in 2024. So for everyone, stay tuned. You've also got the trailers that are on your YouTube page for anyone who wants to see them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was an absolute pleasure. Is there anything you wanted to plug, anything you wanted to shout out? Um, I just want to say, um, look, I thank all my supporters. I thank all my fans out there. Thank y'all for sticking with me and just being down with me and supporting me with every single thing that I've done. Um, and Aaron, you, man, thank you for having me on your podcast, bro. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I'm, I'm glad to have done this with you and I'm just thankful for all the support and staff and just everybody that's a part of my movement for sure. Thank y'all. Thanks for listening to the show. Please like and subscribe and follow me on Instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news. Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under hip hop hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.